Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. My name is Stevie and this podcast is dedicated to showing you the ambitious, intelligent, current or aspiring online business owner or course creator, how to build a business that prioritizes time, freedom, happiness, and deep impact over relentless scale at any cost. If you aspire to a business that allows you to impact people at scale whilst working five-hour days with a lean remote team and high profit margins, this podcast is dedicated to showing you how. Ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot? Head to thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you a completely customized training with the entire path laid out for you. Hello, and a huge welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we are talking about a topic that I know is going to be extremely popular because it always is, and that is how to get more eyeballs on your business, make more sales without spending any money. I'm talking about organic marketing strategies. Now, the good news is, from our perspective, I am more bullish on organic marketing than I ever have been because I can see the landscape shifting as it always does in this digital marketing world. And the currency that attention gives you is more valuable in this day and age than it ever, ever has been. The more that you can cultivate attention without needing to rely on paid advertising or to complement what you're doing with paid advertising, the more of a moat that you're able to build around your business. And 
I feel like, and the proof is in the pudding because this is what we're focusing on this year more than ever. We've always focused on this, but we're doubling down on it is organic content and increasing that organic footprint for our business because we feel like it's going to pay off dividends over time. And I highly recommend that you consider doing the same. So what I want to talk about in today's podcast episode is firstly, the power of Uh, maintaining a heavy reliance on organic marketing. A lot of people, I think, tend to think that, you know, once you get to a certain point in business, you can stop spending all of your time on organic marketing. What I mean by organic marketing is, you know, content creation, podcasting, social media, all of those sorts of things. You can stop doing that and you can just start to, you know, run paid advertising or whatever. I'm going to firstly walk through a few reasons why I think that that perception and way of doing things is flawed, especially in expert businesses. And then seven ways that you can elevate what you're doing with your organic marketing strategies this year so that you can get more bang for your buck or more bang for no buck and uh, really leverage, I guess, the power and growing of your brand to fuel your business. So I want to start firstly with talking about why I'm more bullish on organic marketing than ever. Number one is that organic marketing allows you to have a high profit margin business. What I mean by that is that if you are one of those businesses that uh, has a big paid ad budget, so let's say, for example, you've decided that your way of marketing is going to be advertising. Let's say that you're all in on YouTube ads or Google ads or whatever it is. That inherently has a cost, a monetary cost for your business. And so if you're not investing into organic marketing at all, or even if you're supplementing the two, you are going to need to have a paid marketing budget. Now, I'm not saying that a paid marketing budget is an inherently bad thing, but I do think it comes back to what is the owner's intent that you have inside of your business. So let's say that you ultimately want to exit your business, right? It doesn't make sense for you to do something like start a podcast or to have a really personal presence on, say, your Instagram account, because ultimately people are then buying into you and therefore it's going to be very difficult to sell. Whereas if you, you know, had just a paid advertising budget, then you would more easily be able to exit your business because you have a marketing strategy that doesn't just rely on you. But the problem with that is that you are sacrificing profit margins in the name of the model of business that you've decided to go with. Now, there's no problem with doing that because if you ultimately want to exit your business, that is where the profit and the payday for your business is going to come from. What I genuinely think in terms of expert businesses, coaches, course creators, people like that, and I know that there are a lot of you listening to this podcast, is that you can have a very high profit margin business if you are willing to go all in on learning the art and the skill of organic content marketing and specifically things like starting a podcast, building your authority and thought leadership around something like a podcast. Does it take an investment of your time? 
Yes, it does. You have to, you know, be the face of the thing, right? And you also have to learn the skill of being good enough to stand out. But over time, it has this compounding effect and a very, very positive influence on your profit margins, especially if you get to the point that what you're doing with your authentic organic content is that you are the face of it. And then you have somebody else that is helping you out behind the scenes with the other bits and pieces. So increased profit margins is the first, I guess, reason why I'm so bullish on organic content and always have been, and it has had an extremely positive impact on our profit margins. Number two is that there are higher conversion rates from leads that come from organic content as compared to something like paid advertising. The reason for that is because the know, like, and trust factor is there. So let's say somebody is listening to your podcast, right? Like I know I go for a walk every morning and there is somebody that I'm listening to a podcast at the moment. They are literally in my ears for like half an hour to an hour, two hours a day. How do you think that does in terms of warming me up to be ready to purchase whatever the thing is that they've got for sale? It is one of the most powerful things. And to be honest, I'd buy anything that they came out and offered, right? So the conversion rate, so the percentage of leads that you get from something like organic content, if you're doing it the right way, as opposed to something like paid advertising is significantly higher. And so when you think about, you know, a course business where, you know, the average conversion rates are the number of leads that actually purchase from you is between one and 5%, you generally need a high volume of leads in order to reach whatever revenue goal you have. So it's within your interest to focus on the quality of the lead so that you can increase your conversion rate over the quantity. So if you're relying just on quantity, you're going to need things like paid advertising to scale, right? Because you're not going to get that quantity unless you're a huge YouTube influencer or a huge podcaster or whatever it is. You're generally not going to get the quantity in order to make the revenue goal you have if between one and five people purchase. But if you focus on quality, let's say that you could get to the point, which we have in our business, where 10% of people are purchasing. And the reason why it's 10% and it's not 1%, 2%, 3% or 4% or 5% is because the quality of that lead is higher because just about everyone says that they come from our podcast. They've got me in their ears for half an hour or an hour or two hours a day. And therefore, I've established myself as the right person to learn from and taking the next step is a trust exchange, right? There's a level of trust that is built up and that is generated. So number three, in terms of why I recommend that you be extremely bullish on organic traffic, just as we are, is that it actually fuels what you do with your paid traffic. So what do I mean by that? When you do things like decide that you're going to run ads, so let's say that somebody says, I don't want to go all in on organic. I just want to have paid advertising fuel my lead generation. What then inherently happens is that it becomes an issue later on because what happens with your organic content is that it supplements and helps you to what it amplifies what you're doing on the paid side. So for example, for us in last week's podcast episode, 
We talked about how we run ads year round. So we have a paid to grow offer uh, and I'll have a link in the show notes if you do want to like implement this strategy into your business because it's what fuels our lead generation. But we have a paid to grow offer, which is a low cost digital product that we run ads to a lead magnet on the back end. We sell that. We do that year round and it offsets our paid advertising. So we are generating leads from paid traffic. So I'm not against it, but what having a strong organic presence does for us is that it warms up those leads that are ice cold when they come in and they first, you know, enter our email list, enter our ecosystem. They haven't heard of us from a bar of soap. I'm just a talking head on a Facebook ad, right? It warms them up. If we can get them to come over to the podcast, it is warming them up like nobody's business. And so our strategy is always all roads lead to the podcast. So it actually amplifies what we're doing on the paid side. So the fourth reason why we are all in on organic is that it avoids what I call commoditization. So when any industry has increased competition, either by other humans or increasingly by things like AI. So, you know, chat GPT is on everyone's lips at the moment. It's because there is more competition because there is the ability to create more content at scale, right? If you become a proficient organic content creator, you can completely put yourself into a category of your own and not need to do the thing that commoditization of an industry ultimately forces you to do unless you do something different, which is to compete on price. Nobody wants to compete on price because it is ultimately a race to the bottom. There will always be somebody else that will be able to come in and that will be able to undercut you. So you never want to be the person that is competing on price. And so the way that you avoid doing that, oh, and I should actually also mention on the AI side, and especially because it's on everyone's lips at the moment, the way that you avoid being rendered obsolete by something like AI is that you sufficiently differentiate. And one of the best ways to differentiate is thought leadership. And thought leadership comes from establishing authority. And establishing authority comes from, the hint is in the name, authoring content. And so if you can be the thought leader that is establishing their authority by consistently authoring content and uh, distributing it, you can avoid being just another copywriter or designer or course creator or insert your thing here And you can put yourself into a category of one, which means that people will be making buying decisions, not based on whether you're the cheapest or essentially that, or whether you're the easiest, but on you, right? And on your way of doing things, which is so separate and distinct from what other people are doing that they won't uh, apply the same filter across a heap of different people. So they're timeless marketing principles, but I do want to mention those because I think there can be this tendency to feel like at some point in our businesses, we stop creating organic content or we don't need to do it as much or we can turn to something easier, which is like paid advertising. But I actually think learning the skill of organic content, getting to a point that you can do it consistently And rolling it out allows you to, and it's not one of those things that you can just put down and decide that you're past it. 
it allows you to build like a bulletproof vest or like a moat around your business. And I feel like having that bulletproof vest, having that moat is more important than ever. Now, the good thing with this is that it's all a learned skill. It's a learned skill to create thought leadership content that stands out. It's a learned skill to adopt the workflow inside of your business. There's things that can fast track it, right? You can steal someone else's workflow. I actually hate that word steal. You can adopt someone else's workflow. So for example, in our Launch Your Wildly Successful podcast course, we give you our exact workflow. So, you know, that is just something that you can install into your business. And I also think with content, just a side note as well, is that content creation, so something like podcasting, is just like going to the gym. It is a habit that you need to install into your business. So let's say one day you don't feel like creating a podcast episode or you don't feel like getting on social media. That feeling like it means that you need or you feel that you need the motivation to do it. If you have a habit, it's not about motivation, it's about discipline. You do it whether you feel like it or not, because you know that the end result is going to be worthwhile. And as you start to exercise that muscle, it becomes easier over time. It's not fair to put yourself under the thought that you need to start creating organic content or be this like prolific thought leader the second that you do it. It's not fair to think that. But you need to treat it like going to the gym and flex that muscle and improve over time, not relying on your motivation, but relying on the discipline of the habit. So with all of that said, let's go through seven ways that you can amplify what you're doing with your organic content and take it to the next level. Or if you're like, I've completely fallen off the bandwagon to get back on the bandwagon because the hardest part is actually starting, right? So hopefully these points give you some motivation or discipline (laughs) to start. So the first tip I have for you, and this is more in relation to how to create content that really cuts through because there's a lot of people creating content these days. If you haven't noticed, there's also machines creating AI content, right? So there's more content than ever. We're all contented out. (laughs) The secret to standing out is two things. It is being the thought leader. So having a unique perspective that is not shared by everyone else in your space. And then just to think about giving more than you think. It can be really easy to get lulled into this, you know, false sense of all this, this, it can be really easy to get lulled into thinking that you need to hold something back, especially if you're a course creator or you're a coach and you're selling your expertise, right? And so you might think, but you know, I talk about this in my course or, you know, I do this in in my coaching work or something along those lines. And you might think, you know, what's that line between how much to give away Now, there is absolutely nuance to the type of content that you create so that you're providing value without giving away the farm. But in the early days, or if that is the block that is keeping you from starting, I just want you to keep in mind, give away more than you think. (laughs) One thing I know for sure is that if you are holding things back, if you're like, I'll just save this for my paid content, There is going to be somebody else that is out there that is sharing more, providing more value, and they're going to be the person that your prospect ultimately buys from. 
One thing I know to be true is that people will always pay for efficiency, for getting their own individual circumstances dealt with. And so you never ultimately need to worry whether you're giving away more than you think because people want the step-by-step. They want their individual circumstances dealt with. They want to actually do the thing because how many times have we listened to a podcast or scrolled on Instagram and seen absolute nuggets but never done anything about it? right? So if the thing that is holding you back is not knowing what to share or how much to share, be the person that is being the most valuable person on the internet. I follow Alex Hormozzi, Gary Vee used to do this. They just give away so much value. Does it mean that I would never buy anything from someone like Alex Hormozzi if he ever had something to sell, which I don't think he ever will? He actually uses this strategy to uh, leverage his business and he has thousands of people knocking down the door to work with him. No, I would absolutely buy anything that he came out with because he stands out as the ultimate person providing the ultimate amount of value. So that is number one, give away more than you think. Number two is to have a broadcast channel. So there is a difference between different pieces of organic content, okay? So, you know, there is all of the social media channels out there. There are, uh, you know, podcasts, YouTube, all of the different things, and it can be hard to know where to start or where to focus, okay? One thing I know to be true is that the most powerful piece of content that you can create is the content that sits on a channel that doesn't disappear in 24 hours, that allows people to soak you in, and that allows you to establish your thought leadership. And so what I mean by that is having something like a podcast or a YouTube channel or a really high quality blog that is allowing you to essentially be a media company. You're putting out your own media content and people are consuming it, okay? That builds your authority with so much more depth than just, you know, what you're doing on Instagram, right? So I like to think of pieces of content as what sort of ROI they give back, right? So the 45 minutes or half an hour that I spend on recording this podcast episode is going to be likely the highest ROI, so return on investment marketing activity that I do this week. And the reason for that is that the podcast will go live, so it will go live when it goes live, Then it will be repurposed into social content. So it is like the pillar from which other pieces of content come from. And the best thing about that is that it's not me that is necessarily creating that content. It's me just recording this podcast once. And it is evergreen, which means that three years from now, someone might be typing online course or, you know, thought leadership content or podcasting into the podcast search engine and this episode is coming up. So it's like this workhorse that is working for you over and over and over again, right? So it's not like creating 1 million pieces of content is the secret. It is creating fewer pieces better, so quality over quantity, and then having a system for other people being able to distribute that out. Now, I just want to, and this will not be relevant to anyone that is listening to this podcast post this week, but for the first time ever for our Launch Your Wildly Successful podcast course, we're currently offering $200 US off. 
So if you want the five-step system that we use within our business to create a podcast in six weeks, but then to spend three hours a month producing it. So this is really how you can create organic content without feeling like you're on that content hamster wheel, stealing all of our, you know, SOPs and and processes and procedures for doing that. Opt into our free podcast masterclass. The link will be in the show notes or it's thecoursecartel.com forward slash podcast masterclass and you'll get the $200 off voucher. I just wanted to slip that in there because I'm talking about how important it is to have a broadcasting channel, how important it is to give away more than you think. And it would be remiss of me not to give you the exact roadmap for doing so. And that is all in there. The next way to make sure that you're making the most of the organic content that you're creating and not just creating content for content's sake, especially in a world where ChatGPT is doing the work for a lot of people. How do you stand out when a machine is able to create more content at scale than you? Is around, and I've said this many times, sharing your unique perspective. There is a huge difference between stock standard how-to content, which everyone is producing, right? I actually see this a lot in the health and wellness niche. And this is a, a symptom of, you know, when you're such an expert in the space that you're in, you just want to talk like you would talk to other experts about something. And so I see a lot of content in the health and wellness space, and I'm not just calling this space out. It's on my mind just about, well, every industry does this, but you know, they'll create how-to content around how-to or like what's scientific things, right? So, you know, what are the things that go into an underactive thyroid, for example, right? And so that knowledge is helpful, but it's also commoditized. Everyone is able to access that. It is freely available on the internet. Something like AI would be able to just spit that out. And so the way that you differentiate is by having a unique perspective or flavor on the things that you're talking about that set you apart from everybody else in your industry. And so if you have a unique perspective, you can talk from a platform and from a perspective that establishes you as a thought leader because you're leading the thought in a way that everyone else in the health and wellness space or on the internet, if you're not in the health and wellness space, isn't doing. And so that is the secret to standing out. That is the secret to, and if you wrap that up with, you know, give away more than you think, if you can share deeply about your unique perspective without giving away the how-to, which everyone is doing, which is freely available on the internet anyway, that is the secret to standing out and to actually getting cut through with the content that you're producing. So the next way to really stand out with organic content is to leverage other people's audiences. Now, this is a strategy that we are heavily invested in this year, and it's a strategy that we teach to others. But one of the easiest ways of doing this is to make what Russell Brunson originally coined the Dream 100 list. So make a list of everyone that already has the audience that you want. And when I say everyone, I mean people, publications, podcasts, everyone that already has access to an audience because they're, it's their own audience of people that you want inside of your audience. Having that dream 100 list is powerful for a whole heap of different ways. It is the best way to organically grow your own audience 
if you collaborate with those people. It also gives you a flavor for what type of content is resonating with your audience. It allows you to adapt your own content strategy and it gives you like a laser focus on, right, these are the hundred people that already have the audience that I want. What type of content does this inspire me to create in a way that is different to what people are already creating? And how can I leverage relationships with those people in order to bring those people over to my audience? So it's not always just what you're doing on your own channels organically. It's also about how you can leverage other people's audiences. And side note, I know that I've mentioned this before, but having a podcast is like one of the best ways to not only build your own organic content, but then to leverage other people by having them as a guest on your podcast, by guest podcasting on their podcasts and doing that in a mutually beneficial way to grow incrementally over time. So the next strategy uh, in terms of organic, a lot of the time, you know, we create organic content, right? Uh, We put it on our social media channels and we leave it at that. And we forget that social media is social. And I know that that is a cliche that so many people use, but how are you actually socializing on social media? So when you have new followers, for example, come over to you on Instagram, they've come across you for whatever reason. So let's say they found you through a collaboration or maybe they had searched you on uh, a podcast, right? Maybe they had seen you in the explore feed. Maybe it was a hashtag, whatever it is, right? They've just come across you and they've decided that you are worth following because you have a problem or you are solving a problem that they have usually, right? So for example, I was looking for a dietitian the other day. And so I followed a heap of dietitians. Now, one of the best ways to actually make that connection between the organic content that you're producing and actual sales is to start a real conversation with the people that follow you. This is easier in the early days. You actually have a real advantage here. And I'm not saying to do this in a slimy way. I'm not saying to then make a pitch straight away. I'm just talking about making relationships. Hey, thanks so much for following me. How did you find out about me? I'm so glad you're here. And then maybe comment on something on their Instagram account. Start a conversation, start that relationship. They've come to you. And that is one of the best ways to turn the organic content that you're creating into actual leads and sales for your business. A lot of the time we're like, don't even know like, what's going on or like how to get in front of people or how to make sales. But then there's like two or three or 10 or 20 people following you a day. They're the people that are coming across you and they have a problem that you can solve. So start a relationship with them. And then finally, I want you to focus on it. So one of the biggest secrets to really doing well with your organic content is to actually focus on it. (laughs) So bake time into your week to create content. So for example, for me, it's a half day on a Friday baked into my week and it's a non-negotiable. I have to do it. The thing is, like I said earlier, when it comes to organic content, it could be one of those important but not urgent things. And so you just put it off. And then you wonder why you're working so hard on the sales end in order to get the sales in when actually it's the organic content that over time will compound and do the heavy lifting for you that will make all of that other stuff easier. So you've got to treat it like the gym and you've got to go to the gym every week and you've got to build up that muscle and you've got to get better at it and you've got to realize it's a learned skill. And I think where we're at in the world, it's not going away. 
It's not something that you can get to a certain level of business and you don't need to worry about it anymore, especially if you want to enjoy high profit margins, if you want to uh, leverage what you're doing on the paid advertising side, even if you do decide to run ads. And ultimately, if you want to not be commoditized within your industry and you want to build a moat or have a bulletproof vest around what it is that you do, investing that time is one of the biggest and most important things that you can do. And so to sum up, just to go through what we've talked about today, which are really the organic reach secrets for a highly profitable business, we talked about firstly, the reason why organic is so important. So we talked about increased profit margins, higher conversion rates, how it fuels paid traffic and how it really avoids commoditization. And then seven organic reach secrets to explode your growth this year. And they were number one, to give more than you think. Number two, to have a broadcast channel. Number three, to share your unique perspective. Number four, to create your dream 100 and then to leverage it. Number five, to DM new followers. Number six, to focus on it. And number seven, which I actually completely skipped, but I'll just touch on here, is searchable content. So making sure that all of the content you actually do create can be searchable. Inside of Instagram, you know, it can be really difficult to uh, search for content, but on a podcast, you know, there's people that still are coming across me three from, you know, a podcast three years ago because they were searching online courses or social media. And so you want that type of content that just acts as a workhorse for you over time. And that happens with an intentional focus on search engine optimization. So I want you to come away from today's podcast episode and actually implement one thing. Even if it's a commitment to spending two to five hours a week sitting down and creating organic content for your business and starting to flex that muscle over time, maybe it's finally committing to starting that podcast, in which case definitely head over to thecoursecartel.com forward slash podcast masterclass and we'll lay out that entire roadmap for you. Or maybe it's to really commit to sharing your unique perspective, not just doing things the way that everybody else does it and actually standing out as a result of that. I promise you that the flow on effect of prioritizing this, even if it's not a skill that you particularly enjoy, (laughs) if it's not a skill that you feel that, you know, is your strong point, it is one of those things that you can build over time and it is so, so worthwhile. All right, guys, that is it for today's podcast episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please do head over to The Course Cartel on Instagram. There is a dot between the and course, so the.course.cartel. Let me know what you thought of today's podcast episode and take a screenshot, share it on your stories so that I know that you are listening along. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so that you get new episodes to your device every single week. And if you're a current or aspiring course creator ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot, head to www.thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you the complete roadmap. It will all be laid out for you.